Welcome to What The Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit, whatever the fuck that means. I'm your host, Christelle Rubio, and I'm helping to share the stories of cool people doing cool shit, from fitness trainers to wellness coaches, entrepreneurs, and entertainers. We'll hear the behind the scenes journey, all the different ways we can take care of ourselves, and of course, we'll answer and explore the big question of what does being fit mean to you? Welcome to What The Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit, whatever the fuck that means. I'm your host, Christelle Rubio, and I'm here today for a solo episode, and I'm really nervous or I don't know the right emotion. I have been, you know, planning that I wanted to do a solo episode for the last couple of weeks. Um just like a little catch-up time with the girlies, you know, just like have some time for me and you, me and you, listener. And so I've been thinking, you know, about what I want to say and how and what I want to update on and like all that stuff. And um, as the time was getting closer, I just kept being like, oh, this feels really hard to do. This feels really hard for me to come on and talk by myself. And I think it's probably because I'm just out of practice. I don't think I've done a solo episode in months and months, like maybe since August. And it feels awkward and clunky. So I hope that you can just like bear with me and I'm sure that I'll find a groove and it'll come out way better than I imagine it to be. But just know that there's some discomfort here. But I appreciate you sitting in with sitting in it with me, and ultimately, I just want to have some fun and let you know what's been going on. And I want to have more frequent solo episode like check-ins for my wellness journey, my supreme wellness journey. So, as a recap on the episode that I did with Savannah Sexton, a little catch-up with my producer Savvy. She moved to Rochester recently. And I told her about how I was embarking on what I'm calling my supreme wellness journey. I started, I'm right now in my sixth week. So this will come out towards the end of my sixth week. And, you know, I had a lot of people hear the episode and kind of be like, oh, what's this? Like, what are you doing? What, what's kind of nuts and bolts? And it's not so much like a rigid plan or a rigid like protocol necessarily I'm really kind of thinking of it as a way to get back to parts of an old self but also realizing that like I can't go back to an old self I need to like be evolving into what my new self is but I'm not there yet So it feels like this, like an old self is gone and the new one has not fully arrived. And I'm in this like liminal space. And for me to like make that space less uncomfortable because it feels really uncomfortable for me, 
I really just want to put a lot of energy into taking care of myself. Like that's essentially what this supreme wellness journey is, is like how do I get back to really finding out the best ways to care for myself so that as I turn 35 in March, which is honestly like unreal to me and it doesn't make any sense. I have a lot of confusion around this piece of information because I don't feel, I mean, I don't know what 35 feels like, but it doesn't, I don't, I think that I'm like 28. I really do. Like, I think there's been a mistake. So when people ask me, well, this is funny because people won't really like ask your age, right? If they're out, they're just like, oh, what? So you're like in your late 20s. You know, I'm like, yeah, exactly. You got it. Whatever you say. Because if I wouldn't know my age, I would think that I was like in my, in my late 20s. So like, that's just how it's got to be. And I, I wonder if that changes. Like one day do you wake up and you're like, I feel like I am the age I am, or I feel like I'm in this age range, which maybe there's really not a lot of difference between your late twenties and mid thirty. Like maybe it is just like, this is the chunk and I'm just leaning towards optimism and feeling younger, but I really do feel young. But, but the fact of the matter is that I was born in 1988 and therefore the math tells me that I will be turning 35 in March. And yeah, we don't have to give significance to it and, and who cares? And I'm totally all about that. But it does, for whatever reason, like this age feels a little heavier. It holds a little more weight than a 33, a 34. You know, we're just one step closer to 40 and obviously decades, you know, 40 is like the new 30, 30 is the new whatever. It does. It, it really doesn't matter, but I'm just, that's where I'm coming from, right? It, it, it just feels like a significant part of my life that I want to enter and just be like, okay, like by no means do I have it figured out. And like, that's not what this is about. Like arriving somewhere like, oh, I'll turn 35. And I'm like, yes, I am Supreme Wellness. No, Supreme Wellness is like just the toy, the core, the, the term that I've coined. Yikes. And it's really just about kind of coming back to myself because this past year has been very difficult. I guess we're now kind of like into a, into a year and a half. Really what I'm learning through a lot of what has just had to have been recently just like straight up honesty with myself, like just this is this is what's happening. This is what's going on. Not I don't know. That sounds like even more stern than it needs to be. It's just kind of like this awakening, I guess, to be like, you know what it is. It's like everything that I find or see in other people or in my relationships that I'm like, this. You did this thing wrong. You wronged me in this way, or you're not doing this thing right. It is absolutely like me just needing to point the finger right back at myself and that can is a hard truth to swallow can be a really hard pill to swallow at least for me personally and this is like really common I've been reading a lot of books about like growth and whatever and it you know often these kind of moments where you plummet 
pretty low to like come back up and rise is like kind of how I kind of view like what I'm doing now is like on this like rising this coming up this coming up time um you know it happens after pretty big life changes or traumatic events and I know this is going to sound insane to most people but truthfully just recently you know I've I've been going to talk therapy every week since March which I'll like want to talk about that um but through that I have really just come to even like admit out loud or see not admit because it wasn't like I was I was in denial I literally just really it didn't register that my brother's death was a really traumatic event that happened four years ago and yeah I, I can i People are like, oh, fucking duh, that's traumatic, yes. But, like, when I was in it for those first couple of years after, it it felt like, okay, yeah, this is a tough thing. Tough things happen to everyone. It could have been worse. Like, you know, these different circumstances could have played out. Like, oh, just whatever the... I think it's just, like, protective stories that our brains tell us to, like, keep us going. And, like, do you, when you're in the trauma... Are you able to see it for what it is? I don't know. I am can obviously only speak from my personal experience, but it really does feel like the death of my brother and everything that came along with that and the huge major disruption that honestly feels like I'm like just kind of coming to terms with. And then my divorce that followed shortly after, those two huge life events... And, you know, I think that maybe this, I'm just projecting, this is like a projecting thing of mine where it's like, oh, well, you know, we didn't have kids or, you know, it was amicable. We it wasn't, didn't blow up into this huge thing. So like, it's okay. And it should be something that we can easily just, I don't know, move on from. But then you're like, this was my life. And this was like a plan that I had. And it's just... All that to say, it's just been a lot. It's just been a lot. And it's it's forced me to have some really honest conversations with myself that are very needed. Um, but it's been tough times. It's been tough times. Good tough times. I, I keep, I'm like constantly struggling with this when people are like, how are you doing? You look really happy. These things are all going well. And like, yes, absolutely. All of those things are true. And it's really fucking hard. And like the moments of just like being with yourself, by yourself, talking to yourself, like giving yourself love when you have not done that in the past. And like how just, I don't know, tough it feels and like letting, trying to let myself grieve. And the thing that I also want to be so conscious of, I recently went back and listened to an episode. I reposted an episode with Dr. Ashley Solomon from 2020. It was right before the pandemic. We must have recorded, yeah, right before the pandemic. And it was interesting because there was this, I I detected this lightness in my voice that seems to have been lost in the pandemic. I don't know, maybe again, projecting, whatever. But I was listening, it was just kind of a lightness. And maybe, you know, it was two years. Something about it was different. To myself, I sounded so... I sounded so sure of what I was saying and like how I viewed my mental health and like, well, I know the struggles I have to work on and like, I know this thing about me and like, 
it just sounded almost like pretentious. I don't know. It was it was kind of cringe for me to listen back on me talking about my mental health at that point and then going through the pandemic and going through a divorce and going through like entering a new relationship and all of the triggers and mirrors that shows you about wounds that you thought that you had healed but really it was like those wounds were just kind of like had a bandage over them and that you know bandage is being in a relationship for with someone for a really long time and you it almost kind of you think like oh yeah it's been healed I'm safe I'm secure I'm like with this person but then that person goes and the bandage goes and the wounds are still there so that's another piece that I've also been dealing with so you know like all these things have since happened since that recording where I was talking about about, about my mental health with Ashley who's a therapist at Gallia Collaborative left that part out um yeah and I was just like dude you don't fucking know anything and so as I'm talking about this kind of supreme wellness journey I'm on and it's you know I just like a market I just like to like bring some life to like what I'm going through bring some parameters and a framework for what I'm going through so it's just take that for what it is but I was like god just don't ever do that again like I don't it I don't ever want to be talking and even now as I'm like I'm trying to feel shit I'm talking my talking to my inner child I'm get into some of like the different wellness habits and practices I've picked up on the supreme wellness journey that have been really helpful but all that to say like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing I mean I do know I do know I think because the one thing that has become really clear through this like pain and struggle that's been this last 15 months or whatever is that like this like very clear sense of like I know who I am I know the person that I want to be and like the values that I have and I'm absolutely like worth fighting for you know I'm worth like putting in the work for and just trying to help myself, just loving myself. Like that's really what it comes down to is just like, how do I, how can I show myself more love? So let me talk about a little bit of, a little bit of the things that I've been doing to show myself some more love. So with my Supreme Wellness journeys, right? So like I needed to get, and this came, you know, came out of the travel. I was insanely busy with bouncing around a bunch of different places and all good and fun. And you've heard me tell this a million times, um, but it definitely takes a toll. And I've just had lost a lot of habits and practice. And I was like really in some despair mode. And I really let a lot of, a, a lot of like acts of kindness for myself. I let that fall to the wayside and that's okay. And I give myself grace because it was a very challenging time. And sometimes the most I could do was like get up and do my work and like go for a walk and then like get in bed. And, and that's, that was okay. But I'm like coming out of that like very deep despair now. So I'm like, okay, what can I do? What feels really good for me to do for myself? And so, you know, I've been these last six weeks been like really getting my my food in check and in terms of like eating to nourish me, like really eating for fuel and energy and being intentional every week of like, all right, here's meal ideas. I'm going grocery shopping. I'm I'm meal prepping. I'm making sure I'm getting enough protein. Like just things like that. Like this is a way that I can just really 
fuel myself on food that is good for me. Sleep, obviously, always, always there. That's been no problem. I've been very tired, especially with this time change. Like, put me to bed at 8.30. It's incredible. Um, interestingly enough, at the same time, we started a wellness competition at work. So I organized a wellness competition, like miles tracked through the Nike Run Club app and meditations on Insight Timer. So that's been really great. Walking is, you know, it's nice to have some motivation especially right now when it's dark at 5.30 and I'm done work and you're like, okay, get out, log the miles, like keep checking up on that leaderboard. So that's been good. But then the meditation piece has been uh, really powerful for me. It's been really hard in the past for me to stick to a meditation practice consistently. I, I don't know why. And with this competition, we get points for like every meditation that we do. And so this past week, now mind you, this is now, I'm, like I said, six weeks into the journey. So five weeks, the fifth week is when I did seven days in a row of meditation. And I was really proud of myself. I am really proud of myself. Now I'm like, even just that like seven day stretch was, which really isn't even that long, but that was enough that now I really crave it. And I'm, they're like 10 minutes and I'm going to, I'm going to gradually go more and more. And I love insight, insight timer for the guided meditations because, oh my God, they just make you feel like they'll talk about gratitude and they give you like affirmations. It's almost like, I don't know, almost just like a podcast that I think of now, like a short little podcast, but I really focus on my breathing. I really focus on like deep belly breathing, like expanding my diaphragm. So that's the difference. It's not, I'm not like walking around and doing anything. I'm like pretty intentional um, about the meditation and I've been loving it. And so I'm really, really optimistic that this is like going to be the time that sticks because it is just feeling really good. Um, a little fun thing I've started to do, I think maybe because I, I created this little ritual around it that might be helpful for some people who are struggling with a meditation practice, but I've been walking more because of the wellness competition. And so, you know, my legs, my feet are really tired at the end of the day. Um, my feet have a tendency to get swollen as I talked about when I, on my traveling episodes with Charlie about Europe, you know, being on my feet all day can, can get like a serious, oh, serious discomfort from swelling. I don't know about anyone else. Again, if anyone has any uh, tips for this, please let me know. I drink a lot of water. So what I've been doing is I'll turn my fireplace on. I just have like a little electric fire. It's really more so for the vibe and the aesthetic than like actual heat from a fireplace. But I turn on my fire and I put a yoga block underneath my tailbone and do legs up the wall laying down, legs up the wall, fire. I put a blanket, like a really comfy, cozy blanket on top of my chest. It's not weighted, but it gives the same effect. And then I put a meditation on and that is like bliss. So I think it's you like really, it's helped me to, to make this like ritualistic piece of it and, you know, create a really inviting environment with the meditation. So if anyone's struggling, maybe that's something you could try. Um, what else am I doing? Journaling. I journal every Monday. So at the start of a new week, I, before I start working, um, 
you know, I, I, I just sit down, I just think, okay, like kind of reflect on the week prior. Um, you know, what did I think went well or how was I feeling? What's kind of like my, my future thinking for the week. And I think this is going to be really important as the weeks progress and maybe I might kind of lose sight or feel like in a rut. I know that absolutely can happen. And I want to be able to look back and be like, okay, no, like this is, you know, you were low at the first start of the wellness journey. Like I did was not feeling great about myself and just the lack of care that I was giving myself. And so those early entries are just kind of like, oh, I know I just got to keep going. I know consistency is key. I just got to keep. And now the journal entries are really like it's taken. This is also just a reminder for me. I when I first started and put it was putting these practices, you know, back in place and adding some new things in. I, I wanted the result immediately, of course. Like I wanted to feel better. I wanted that like accomplished, just like, I don't know. You know the feeling, the wellness feeling. Like you've been on your shit. You're sleeping, you're being intentional, you're cultivating peace in your life. You're seeing your friends, you're connecting. Like you're, you know what I'm talking about. I just wanted that feeling immediately. And I was like, well, I got my plan. So I, it should just feel it now because I know that I'm going to eventually. And it wasn't until probably week four, week five, that I really even started to notice a measurable difference in, you know, mood and just over, just overall feeling of well-being, just in a simple like, hey, I have to rate my well-being, well-being on a scale of one to five. When I started the wellness journey, maybe I'm at a two. And then, you know, it took four to five weeks to have a measurable difference. So that's just another thing to keep in mind too. This shit, whatever your, any new habit, practice, something that you're trying to implement, it just takes time. It really, really does. And you just have to keep going. And that's was a good lesson for me to learn. And I'm still learning that lesson as well. It was probably, it was week four, just from a physical standpoint, I, I made note of this, that I felt strong in my split squat for the first time in a long, long time, week four. Because again, I'd, I was strength training during the summer and an end of the summer with my travel. But a lot of weeks in the row, I would only get in one time as, as you know, compared to the three times a week that I've been consistently going. And even then that one time it was like, well, we can't really do anything too crazy because the next week I'm only going to be in one time too. So what's, you know, what's the point? So getting back into some like really strategic programming was also, is also a part of this. So it was week four where I finally felt strong. And, and now again, like wrapping up week, week six, the gym is starting to feel good again. It did not feel good those first few weeks like getting back into it 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 doesn't I there's no way around it and I can obviously see why that's it is discouraging you know because you're like oh I know how it felt before but it's miraculous because you get there you just you got to keep going so week four I felt really good um what else did I get what else have I been doing oh I don't know if it's been the fucking lunar eclipse or planets aligning in some sort of way. But I have just had like massive 
motivation to organize everything in my house. Like every drawer, pantry, closet that has been in disarray. And it has been in disarray for me for some time. I'm like, I will very easily just like shove things in a closet and and shut it away and be like, okay, I can't see it right now. So like, I don't have to worry about it and it's fine. But in the back of my mind, I know it's there and it's just slowly eating away at me. Like opening a drawer, like a, and it like shits everywhere and you're rifling through and like, it's just so annoying, but you don't ever do anything about it. Like little, little, little tiny things like that. I just had this like, I think honestly, like getting every, all these other aspects of my life, like aligned really like freed up the space for you to be like, okay, I have the energy and I'm organizing my pantry, the closet under the stairs, the Tupperware cupboard, the junk drawer, the weed drawer, like the gas room, like everything. I had a little bit of a setback physically a couple weeks ago. My calf had been sore pretty much since I got back from Europe. And I assumed it was like, well, I'm just, I'm getting back into running. We walked a ton in Europe. I'm getting back into like really working out steadily. Like it's just soreness. And so I ignored it and I would run and I would push it and I would, it would feel painful, I guess. It's like at this point, I'm like so used to turning that shit off that it's really hard to actually pay attention and tune in. But I started running a a week or so ago and it hurt really bad. And I thought, okay, well, it's just sore. Like, you know, just keep going. You'll, you'll finish your, your three miles and you'll be fine. And then after the first mile, it just completely seized up like, like a Charlie horse, but it wasn't a Charlie horse. It's just the closest thing I have in comparison. Johnny thinks that I probably like strained it, pulled it in, in some fashion because I couldn't walk the entire day. I couldn't, I couldn't uh, bend my leg. I had to walk with like a peg leg, like a straight leg. But that was the day that I said I was going to do all of my organizing. And I had it so cemented and solidified in my mind that I was going to get all this shit done that like nothing, nothing stopped me. I just completely powered through, hobbled around the house and went to Target. And like I I needed like a wooden spoon for months and months. I needed, what else did I need? Oh, like a new dish towel, like very silly things that are not difficult to pick up or swing by or like, you know, make an errand on your to-do list and pick these like very simple items up. But I just had not done it I just had I didn't have the energy I didn't have the motivation and then I had this like surge and so got all these little tiny things done like I like made banana bread that night I was like had my grocery shopping done I cannot explain to you the level of peace and satisfaction that just like engulfed me and I still feel it because my house is my house honestly is like not even that organized well it is organized. I'm doing some like drywall repairing shit. And so there's du- whatever. It doesn't matter. Organize your fucking shit and you will just breath of fresh air. But I also understand that if I'm saying this to you right now and you are like not in that place of motivation to do those things, that it can be very stressful. So I just want to remind you that 
it will come again. The motivation will come eventually again and you will feel that sense of calm. But if anyone's like looking for a sign to sort their Tupperware, this is it. I'm telling you to do it. So yeah, what's what I did some organizing, which is great. Walking, oh, lighting lots of candles, full on cozy hookah. I am going through a little bit of this like push and pull. Of, like you know, I said I I want to I want to get back to to doing some things like what I'm considering kind of a, you know an old self like to do. And I was you know I'm not really I don't really go out a lot anymore. An OTR, like on the weekends, like a Friday, Saturday night, I used to just be like the move, you know, you're done with work, you go get some drinks, meet your friends out, whatever. It was a, it was a great time. And that's just like not so much what I'm into at the moment, but I feel this pull to like go out because I want, I want the energy and I want to kind of just like feel that feeling again of just like how an old self felt. But at the same time, that's not really what I want. And I do just like want to be home and kind of like cozy and nesting. So I don't know. It's like this kind of push and pull. I wonder if anyone can relate. Like I want to go out. I want to do things. I know it's going to be fun. But also it's going to make, it's going to be like so good for me and like so comforting and nourishing for me to fucking just be home and cozy so I don't know. I'm I'm interested to hear if, if other people feel that too. And you're like, yeah, duh, this is like a very common feeling. We've all felt that. And I'm like just becoming hip to it. So let me know. I would love to hear. I mentioned about therapy and how I'd been in talk therapy for the from March until October 31st every week, um, which was great. And a lot of positivity came out of that. And I also with my therapist kind of seemed to almost to almost kind of, you know, out of nowhere and I'm at a loss for words right now, but out of nowhere kind of arrived at this spot where we were both just like, I think that our time together is, is done or like maybe we can pause our time together and kind of regroup. It almost just felt like we did a lot a lot came out. It was a lot of work week after week. And now it's kind of like time to switch up the strategy, switch up the routine. I wonder if any, if like, is, did I just like break up with my therapist? Did my therapist just like break up with me? It seemed very mutual and it was just like, okay, we've done what we've done here. Maybe now it's time to like do some different things. And so that's what I'm doing. It feels really good and it feels right. And I'm thankful for that time. And I'm excited to try something new. And my something new is that I'm going to be working with Logan Brookbank. So did an episode with her back in the summer of 2021. Um, she read my Akashic record. She's an Ayurvedic practitioner. Just very, very, very ugh, cool, inspiring, like, holding space type of woman. And so I'm going to be working with her on some like, I think she calls it intuitive counseling. Yeah. But she'll do like energy work and like movement and some like yoga and breath work and meditation and mantras and like, you know, probably, you know, could open the Akashic records. Just, it feels like that is now the space that I want to occupy. This more of like, kind of like, kind of connecting to a deeper level work 
and it's not like I'm by no means am I like, oh, I'm like leveling up. I'm like, you know, going that that's not what it is. If anything, I sometimes have to just like talk myself up a little bit because I always feel like I'm not doing enough. I'm not growing enough. And I know what I'm going to do when I fuck up all the time. I make mistakes all the time. And I do shit that I have to apologize for and I feel fucking stupid and I feel like I should know better. And I'm just thinking now as I was saying that, I'm like, wow, that's a lot of shame, isn't it? <laughs> like there's a lot of self-shaming going on. So that'll be fun. Logan, we can um, most certainly talk about that. So that's what's going on with the wellness journey. So I want to come on here periodically, you know, maybe like in another month, month and a half, check in, maybe like beginning of the year, you know, because this is not like it doesn't end when I turn 35 in March. It's not like, oh, I turn 35 in March and I throw my wellness practices out. You know, it's really just kind of like a ramping period. Like we're ramping up until this moment that is arbitrary and means nothing that I'm giving meaning to. But let's move on to somewhat of a lighter topic that I would really love to talk about, which is the newly released Taylor Swift album. And I'm going to start, and I was really hesitant to share this piece of information, but this episode's going to come out on Friday, obviously. I'm recording on Tuesday, and I do have Taylor Swift tickets to the Friday show at Paycor Stadium. And I'm hesitant to say this because people know where I live and I'm slightly scared that I'm going to be like held for ransom or hostage and they're going to come after my friends Kyle and Jamie and make them give them my Taylor Swift ticket in exchange for my life because that's what it has come to. So I hope everyone out there listening, if you wanted to get a Taylor Swift ticket, I really, really, really hope that you did. And I don't even want to go down the alternative route because if I couldn't get a Taylor Swift ticket, I would be so sad and so upset. I just want you to know it was not an easy experience for us. I don't think it's been an easy experience for anyone, but there we are. So I just want to do like a little quick rundown because I fucking love Taylor Swift and I have loved Taylor Swift since 2008 nine, whatever. I've like really feel like I've grown up with her. I know a lot of people can relate. And her albums to me have always just really come out at opportune time in my life for reflection. And I was trying to like really get to the bottom of why I fucking love Taylor Swift so much as if I need a reason. And I just think that she helps me access certain emotions. And I think her storytelling is brilliant. And each song... I really think of as like, it is just like a miniature story that she's writing and there's characters and there's plots and there's, oh, just like an outcome that she wants to achieve. And I think she's brilliant. And I would like to do a little mini review and we're going to say like critique, but there's not, you know, I'll be honest. Okay. So Midnight's came out, I don't know how, maybe like a month ago. I don't, I have no idea. And there are very few things now in my adult life that I can like, like really, really, really get excited about. Like there's going to be, like I knew her album was coming out and 
you don't know what the songs are, but you know you're just about to like be given this gift. And it just feels like a Christmas surprise. It's like way better than Christmas is now because Christmas, like, I don't know. Like, you know what presents you're going to get. And like the fun now is like you get to give people presents and like see their reaction. But this is like Taylor Swift gives us a gift. And so I woke up. I had all planned out what was going to be my strategy for the first listen. So I woke up very early on Friday and I had just planned like before I wake up early enough. So before I went to the gym, cause I didn't know, like, am I going to be able to run to this? Is this going to be more reflective? Like, can I work out? I, we don't know. So I planned, I was going to make my coffee. I was going to put it on and I was just going to like relax through the morning with it. And at the time, I think most of us, right, we just thought it was midnight. It's like the first seven songs. So I listened to it. And I'm like, okay, you know, you got to listen like multiple times. And just so everyone knows, like my level of fandom and appreciation, like this is pretty much exclusively this album, Midnight's 3am edition, you know, when they then she released the other songs and I was like, oh, okay, now we've got like a fucking package here. I have pretty much exclusively listened to this. I went to Chicago for Halloween uh, and dressed up as Barbie. I uh, hope you saw the Instagram. If you're not following me at Chrissy Gurley, please do so. Um, and I was visiting my friends Yanni and Vince. And from the moment we arrived, and the the album had come out just like a week prior. The, from the moment that we arrived until the moment that we left, there was no there was no other music played. That album played when we woke up in the morning, in the car, driving anywhere coming home from the parties, eating, like, that album played nonstop. And I was fine with it. And it was beautiful. And it's like, that's that's where I am. Like, I'm not, I went on a walk today. What I do, I listen to Taylor Swift. So I'm just going to go down the list and give a quick uh, overview. Lavender Haze. I like it. When I first heard it, first song on the album, I thought, oh, this is like not her typical sound. Like this is something new. Is the is the album going to be like that? I was like, did she just drop like a dance track album like Drake? Like are we just getting like Taylor EDM version? Like what is this? It's not even that. I, I just, I don't know what I was thinking. Also, I should have said this before. If you are not a Taylor Swift, if you're not a Swifty, you can feel free to fast forward through this. But I think that you should reconsider and you're really missing out on some joy in your life. Maroon, Great song, in the top, great. Antihero, I did not like it when I, when I first heard it, and I was very surprised it was her single. And then as I listened to it for about 25,000 times, it really did start to grow on me. And then I saw the music, and I knew this going in. She was like, this is like my favorite song I ever wrote. It's the most vulnerable. It talks about all my insecurities. And then when I like really thought about it, watched the music video, I was like, this is actually pretty fucking cool. And honestly, I see what she's saying. And I think it's like such a beautiful thing to turn your vulnerabilities and insecurities into a song like that. So I very much proven it to hero. Snow on the Beach, featuring Lana Del Rey. I really was expecting more from this. I wanted more from Lana Del Rey, but it is a beautiful song. And I really like the lyrics. And it feels like I like want to hate on it more than I actually do. And I really like it. 
You're on your own, kid. I know that people really like this. I've heard that this is like a favorite for some. And I think it's good, but it doesn't like tickle my taint as much as the others. Midnight Rain. This is like a classic Taylor song to me in a good way. Classic Taylor to me. Like it's it's big. It's bold. It's like a glass of red wine. If it, if it were a song, like it, it gives a lot. I like it. Question really like question. Question to me is a bop. Um, it's like, a, it's, there's like a little spring in the step. Uh, it's cute. It's, I, 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 I like question a lot. Okay. Vigilante shit. This is going to be, I just want, okay. I like all the songs, right? Please don't get it twisted. And I know that people have very personal preferences of their favorites in their top threes. But Vigilante shit is not my shit. It's not. I like the lyrics. I like the story behind it, like dressing for revenge. Okay, cool. But it's just, it doesn't do it for me. Bejeweled, I have very mixed feelings about this song. I absolutely love the concept and the vibe and the mood that it's giving. Like, Yes, like just I'm going to shine no matter what. I'm missing you, but like I'm missing myself more is like really the is really like what I got from this. Like I'm more important. And then I saw the music video and oh my God, I thought it was so bad. I thought it was so fucking stupid. I was so mad that I watched it because I was like, I really liked this song and this music video just tore it down for me. I was like, Taylor, this is just like, oh, it's like why people make fun of Taylor Swift, which I understand why they do. It it was just terrible. And then I watched it again (laughs) a second time the next day. And I felt a little bit better about it. Overall, I really like the song and it's fun. And it, I, I couldn't not like it. Labyrinth is beautiful. And I'm honestly like kind of right now, isn't it funny how I've listened to this album like trillion times and like Labyrinth is kind of falling away from me. So it must be one that gets lost in the shuffle. Karma, fun, cool, kind of Taylor, boppy. It's fine. Sweet Nothing, one of my top three. I love it. I think it's beautiful. I think it's so sweet. I play it like on repeat, just that song. I'm, I'm, it reminds me of like sunshine and like, I love it. Mastermind, yes, uh, with a lot of Taylor Swift songs, I will just uh, associate it with one person or just like, I'll be listening to the song. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is the story of me and this person, or this is how I feel about this person. You know, I really like associate it with meaningful relationships in my life, past and present. And so Mastermind, I really identified with. The Great War, I also really identified with. And I think that this is a song, the more I listen, the more I listen to it, You know, because it changes. The favorites change over time, what you're going through in your life. Like, it's evolving. It's dynamic experience of listening to these albums. So I I anticipate The Great War climbing up uh, my own internal charts. Bigger Than the Whole Sky is tragic and beautiful, and I fucking love it. Paris, I'm going to say, is my favorite song on the album. When I listen to Paris, I'm literally like doing a flash dance in my mind, an interpretive dance that I, like I have to get this out of my body. It's going to happen at some point. 
I love Paris. I think it's so great. High infidelity. I like it, but I think I'm scared of it. Let's just leave that. Glitch, really good. Another one, like the great war. It's going to climb. It's going to climb up the charts for me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to settle even more into the magic of that song, and it's going to give me something. Would have, could have, should have. I, I, I like it. I think I heard it was about John Mayer, which like kind of makes me a little sad. Not that like I'm like protective of John Mayer in any way, but that it's still like something she's writing about, which means it was like pretty impactful for her, which makes the song meaningful. But I don't necessarily resonate with me. I don't have an experience like that, so it doesn't like hit home. But good song, dear reader. Um, mm, it's really not my favorite. And I can add some good like one-liners, but I'm easily like, okay, it's the end. Let's like get back to the beginning. So there it is. I would love to hear from you what your favorite Taylor Swift songs are from this album. Please tell me. I love talking about it. Engage. This, this is fucking fun. This is like why we're alive and silly and like what keeps us moving along in this life of just like who the fuck knows what you know it just taylor swift grounds us to reality or allows us to escape from reality so please let me know i'm just gonna say this i have something really really exciting that i'm launching with uh someone else a business endeavor It's going to come out on Small Business Saturday. It's a service that I'm going to be offering. I am terrified to do it. Okay, I'm just going to tell you, podcast listeners, before the general public, because like you are my girlies, and so you deserve to know. And it's um, it's what the fit exclusive of my own. I'm going to be partnering with Kim Powers of Lita Ruth Boutique. She's been a past guest. I've done some different events with her. I've hosted panels, I've done photo shoots, I've done fashion shows, and Kim and I have just really developed um, a really good relationship along the way. And she put out that she was doing and offering personal styling services and closet edits. Um, And I kind of just, you know, half joking, put it out there like, oh, if you need an intern, like I'll help. And she DM'd me in the background was like, I think that we should really do this. And so we've been meeting and and working together. And so we're going to be putting together, um, yeah, a little package and service where I'm going to be available to do personal styling. And what that looks like is like a closet edit figure out, you know, what do you have that's working really well, give you some ideas of just today in your closet, how can you put together outfits, just a fresh eye, because sometimes, I mean, even everyone, right, you look at your closet, you look at your clothes every single day, you you just kind of like lose the inspiration of it, you sometimes need a fresh eye to come in and say, oh, put that with that, and you're like, oh my god, why didn't I think it's been staring at me all this time, so that'll be part of it, right, just like, what do you have, what can we work with? And then the second piece of it will be like, okay, well, let's identify some three to five key pieces that are really going to take your wardrobe to the next level, like really elevate into your own personal styling. And so I'll send, you know, I'll use my kind of little network of 
of shopping gems and favorite places. You know, we'll have we'll have pieces from Lita Ruth too that we'll pull in. Um, and it would just, you know, send you links. You you like it, cool. You buy it whenever you want to buy it. It's there for you. We'll put together like a little a style board for you. But really, you know, and Kim has has her own style and, you know, kind of methodology and, and her goal is really to have people like feel embodied and confident and powerful in their clothes. And I share that similar value too and want the same thing. But really for me, like my take on it is that, you know, style and how we dress is like just another form of communication. It's just another way that we share ourselves with the world. And I just feel really strongly about helping people kind of find their fashion voice, like find their own personal styling because it's so fun. And I know that it can be stressful for people and I know it can be daunting. It feels like I just like, don't, you know, you don't know what to do. You don't know what you need. You don't know where to find things. I totally get that. And so if any, you know, way that I can help and just kind of find people, help people find their personal style. I'm excited. I'm like, I'm really fired up about it. And I'm also terrified because I have not done something like this before where I'm like, Hey, this is something that I offer. And like, I'm asking you to pay for it. And in a sense, like that's like, you know, putting value in my work. And I'm just really afraid no one's going to want to do it. People say that people are going to want to do it and that I should be doing this. I've got a lot of like positive affirmation from people that I've consulted with like should I do that everyone's like yes absolutely you should do this so that really helps me feel good but I'm scared so there'll be lots more information coming look for look for the announcement Saturday after Thanksgiving but you heard it here first little scoop and if you're hearing it and you're like wow this is something that I would really be interested in um please dm me because I'm gonna take I think I'm I think I'm just going to take three clients for the end of the year. And it's going to be a lot of like trial and error, right? Like what, what works like schedule, like how many clients can I hold at one time? You know, what, what does that look like? Um, But if it's something that you're interested in, or if you're like, Oh, I would love to buy this as a gift for someone. um, Hit me up and we can talk and I can maybe like get you higher up on the VIP list. There's no VIP list, but I'm pumped and scared and it feels like a fun place to be in. Um, I think that's everything I have. The only other thing that I want to talk about is I've got some really, really fun guests lined up through the end of the year into January. Um, You know, new guests that I've never been on that I'm so excited to get to know, like some really incredible women, really interesting women. And I haven't, you know, been doing as much. Savvy's kind of like taking over Instagram and, and she's got a lot going on. She's really busy. So I'm asking all of you listeners um, to help me out a little bit, to help me out with spreading the word. Lately, when I've been listening to podcasts that I like, and I've listened to a lot that have really resonated with me. And if it's a really, really good one, I will like usually just try to post it to my stories and let people know. Um, but as like just a love language I've picked up, I'll send them to like my sister, you know, I'll, I'll send them out to people 
and just be like, you know, this episode really resonated with me. Like put it on when you've got a long walk. But if you all listening, if something really resonates with you or you get a kick out of it or you're like, this is great or like I know someone that would benefit from hearing from this person, past, future, please, please consider sharing. I feel like that's how podcasts grow. Like that's how you know to listen to another podcast is someone that you trust says, hey, this is good. I really like it because it's daunting, especially now that I've been going for four and a half years for someone to be like, how do I jump into this podcast? So make it easy. Send them like a good one to start with that you really like. Be like, hey, you know, this is good. Or if they're like into a little bit more relaxed, maybe not even so much like a rigid like wellness, fitness, health journey, send them a high on the hill. Maybe they'll like that. Just be thinking as we're giving, making our way into this season of giving, consider the gift of referring what the fit or posting about what the fit on your Instagram stories and tagging, that would be very beneficial. I think that's all I've got. Did we, did we warm up? It's been, did we like get into it? I still felt awkward and clunky, but it's okay. I'm going to be okay with that. I'm going to go make some cookies um, and enjoy my evening. And I wish the very same for you, whatever that you're doing. I hope that you are able to cultivate some peace and love for yourself And thank you so much for listening and talk to you later. Bye-bye.